Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hello, Stephanie. Hello, Carrie. We are reviewing the last week of Christmas movies. Finally. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like last week should have been our last review of the Christmas movies, since this week kind of (laughs) sucked. I feel like it would have been nice to end on a high note. I I'm I'm kind of right there with you. <laughs> so sorry, listeners. But we're going to cover the Candy Cane Candidate first. And that was my mm-hmm. pick. And I didn't love it. No. The, the problem, just to preface everything with all three movies, is that these are all Lifetime. Because Hallmark didn't show any more new premieres so that was kind of an issue I agree that was kind of an issue and I mean ironically last week we were like man like I mean I don't think we're on the podcast but like we were you and I were talking and I was like Lifetime's surprisingly been better like I would I would think 2021 uh Lifetime is better than 2020 Lifetime (laughs) Yeah, we were like so pleasantly surprised and excited for this week. And then we watched the movies and it's like, wow, you really just had to turn around and <laughs> make us doubt all the good, thing we, good things we said about you. I will say, though, I think the majority of these were not actually produced by Lifetime. I think they purchased them. Oh. So maybe that plays into it. Maybe. And I mean... These were three out of what five or six or seven movies that there aired. Six. Yeah, six. So maybe we picked the wrong three. Maybe. Well, I did watch an extra one, and I was going to talk about it um, briefly. You did not watch it, and it was definitely for me the best one of the of the week. Oh, okay. So we at le- least didn't pick one possibly good one. <laughs> yeah. Which one was it? It takes a Christmas village, because guys. They ended in a 50-50 split. <laughs> the votes on Instagram, right? <laughs> yes. So I was like, I don't know which one we're going to watch, but It Takes Christmas Village was the one I was voting for. So I was like, I'll go ahead and watch it just in case. And it definitely was my favorite. Well, dang. Now I kind of wish I would have watched that because instead I watched Riding Around the Christmas Tree, which you ended up watching too, because that's yeah. the one I voted for. And that's the one we're going to review, but... It did not live up to what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. All right. So do you want to talk about the Christmas Village one first then? I mean, we can. Oh, I thought we were just doing it in the order that it came, but that's okay. Oh, I I guess I thought it came first. I don't know. No, Candy Cane Candidate, The Christmas Ball, It Takes a Christmas Village, Riding Around the Christmas Tree. That's the order they air in. Oh, okay. See, I didn't even know when it aired. All right. Then we can do Candy Cane Candidate first. Sure. Okay. We'll do what we've always done. All right, Candy Cane Candidate. We're just going to rate them, guys, because neither one of us really wrote down much of anything. Mm-mm. I kind of started this because I told Stephanie I haven't made any notes. And she's like, well, then I won't write any notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which turned out good because we there wouldn't have been much to write about. Nope, However, for me, out of the three movies that I watched, Candy Cane Candidate was the best one for me. And I liked it the best. But it wasn't hard to like it best. So this one had Jake Epstein in like his third movie this year. Yep. <laughs> and Jackie Lai, who we love from A Sugar and Spice Holiday. 
Yep. And basically they're running against each other to become mayor of their small hometown, which she hadn't been back to in a while, but she was coming back for Christmas as they do. So I think the best part of the movie for me, besides those two, because I really like them as people, was their meet cute, which Carrie didn't even remember. <clears throat> but it was cute. It, once you reminded me what it was, it was, I did. I did find it funny and it was cute. Yeah, so basically, Jackie has just arrived home, and she's at her parents' like shop or diner. I forget what they own, but it's something in town, right? And Jake comes in with a Christmas tree, and he hits her with the Christmas tree unintentionally, you know, like the whole bumping in. But she kind of gets knocked on the head and falls to the ground, and he tosses the Christmas tree and goes down and cups the back of her head so she doesn't hit the floor, and they're just laying there, and it was it was really cute and funny, and better than most of the, oh, I accidentally hit you with a Christmas tree scenes. Although now that I think about it, didn't she hit Niall Mater in Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater with a Christmas tree? Yes, that did happen. And actually injured him? Yes. Yep. <laughs> But still, I, I liked this one. So that was kind of the best part of the movie for me. Yeah, I thought it was I thought that part was really cute. I really had a hard time getting into it until about the second half. But I did really like where they ended up because I felt it actually was a really good fit for both of them. So they're he's running for mayor uncontended, and she's like, Well, you can't run uncontended. So I'm gonna just kind of Puts herself out there to, to to run against him unexpectedly to her surprise and everyone else's. She had just lost a, um, what was it? A councilwoman's position. Yeah, I think. that's what it is. Yeah. In, um, in Boston. So she just decided to do it. And, and I liked where it ended up because she, surprise, surprise, ends up winning the mayorship, he's the principal of the high school. So already had a job and was just kind of doing it so that there would be someone to do it. And it actually worked out really well for them. I feel like relationship wise, they both get to do what they love to do. And they both get to kind of serve, like serve the city, which they also enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Agreed. And then I think the last note I have that's outside the ratings is... It's just one throwaway line that they had, but it made me laugh just because I write the romance stuff. And it was when she was talking to these old older women, these two older women, and everybody just loves Jake. He's a model. And they were talking about this red Speedo, and I think that he like worn one or something. And she's like, oh, yeah, I can write a whole novella about him in that. <laughs> and that was funny. I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that was just one random thing. So okay. let's get to rating. It'll sounds be easy good. peasy. Setting, I gave it a three. Wasn't too exciting. Me too. Style, I gave it a three. Me too. <laughs> Storyline, I feel like yours is going to be different from mine. Storyline, I gave it a four. Because oh. I like this, I know, because I like this idea of them running against each other for mayor. It actually reminded me of, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas with Eric Mabius. I thought that one was cute. Anyway, but what I really liked about it was normally, so in these movies, it's all about Christmas, obviously, but they're like, the town has to be all Christmassy and we do all these Christmas activities. But in this movie, 
they actually made it a point to be like, yes, we want to keep our small town Christmas, you know, whatever for tourists, but we need to, is it really worth diverting our actual city funds towards all these Christmas decorations for like Main Street instead of fixing the high school gym whose lights don't work half the time? You know, like Mm -hmm. I liked the emphasis on trying to keep how important Christmas is, but also be realistic. Like this is one time out of the year and we should be spending more money on things that actually help the town like practically than like garlands and Christmas trees, you know? Right. Like, oh, we could reuse the the decorations we already have. Yeah. We don't need to buy more every single year, you know, or whatever. No, I mm-hmm. agree. I did like that. And there was like discussions about like real, how do you think you would help and what would you do and, and stuff like that. And like really bring, trying to bring real solutions, which I felt like was really good. Um, I rated it a two. <laughs> I knew you were going to be low. <laughs> And the biggest reason is, is that I had really, I really had problems with this one storyline. And I was like, I might be the only person who feels this way. The nephew and the kid that was, I guess, one of Jake's students or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're like 16-ish. And I felt like the innuendos were too much for me. I I just would have rather them had been in college and then it would have been fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like the first part, like the first 30 minutes or so when you meet the nephew and everything and the things he's saying, I'm like, I feel slightly uncomfortable, but not totally uncomfortable. I don't know. But then he said he was 16 <laughs> and I was like, whoa, what? Because yeah. They really should have been a couple of years older, I felt. but I w- So I was uncomfortable like you. But then as the story progressed, I think they toned him down. I agree. Um, some, so that it, it actually wasn't as terrible as I was fearing it would be. And it tried to become more of like a, a sweet high school romance type thing. I don't know if they achieved sweet necessarily, but I think it became more age appropriate for their age. I agree. I just could not. It 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 caught me so off guard. And I mean, I I I kind of call myself prudish sometimes because you know me. I don't know anything about gray sweatpants, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I just don't feel like some things are appropriate, even though we know that a lot of kids in high school are sexually active I feel like especially on a Christmas movie it shouldn't be the highlight of discussion personally (laughs) yeah and I feel like because I mean they don't always really have high schoolers or kids be the secondary love story you know because there's always like the second love story thing but when they do have it it does lean more like towards sweet and cute Because I was trying to think of, so these kids are 16, supposedly, and I was thinking of, oh my gosh, what was it? It was playing Cupid from last spring, winter, where it was the riff off of the Jane Austen story, Emma, and the like 12-year-old girl was setting her dad up. And I was trying to think like those, they actually look like kids, 
and yeah. she had a crush on a boy and it was sweet. And I realized she's maybe like three or four years younger than these 16 year olds. And that's different in where you're at kind of, you know, at that age, but mm -hmm. still it was really sweet. And this one didn't feel sweet. <laughs> I don't know. I feel no. like I've seen better kid like love stories, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. And it felt like almost at the beginning, it was going for the shock factor kind of a mm. thing. Like doing these lines, maybe not shock factor, maybe laugh factor, because people might find them like some of the things that he was saying. Like, I'm not interested in you unless you're over six feet tall, six foot four, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I felt like they were almost writing this character to either shock or funny, whatever the, I don't know what the end result was meant to be. And it was like, are these real conversations? Because he, I mean, this is such a different world than what I lived in growing up. I would mm -hmm. never have made a comment like that in front of my grandparents, my parents, my aunt, you know what I'm saying? It's just, we were, I'm, my dad's a Southern Baptist minister guys. Like, <laughs> We didn't talk about stuff like that. So I know that I lived in a different world than a lot of people lived in. So it's, mm -hmm. it seems more, I think for me than, yeah. I wouldn't make those comments now when I'm 38. <laughs> I, I do think it has a lot to do with like how you grow up, but cause I also, and I also think it's kind of maybe an American thing because like, you know, we kind of talked about age of consent, like this is getting way deeper than this storyline but <laughs> like age of consent is 16 in some countries right yeah and so a 16 year old making these comments and there probably are 16 year olds making these comments there's probably like younger you know whatever it, so I don't know it just wasn't for us it wasn't like the main thing that like I said I like this movie best out of all three but it is what it is. Yep. I gave this a nonsense nonetheless. What so. did you give it for Christmas? Uh, three. <laughs> That's what I gave it. And I gave it a nonsense. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> Let's keep going downhill. This was yours. The Christmas ball. I know. So this one started out like, well, when I say started out, I mean the summary. <laughs> started out like it would be good because we've got a girl going to visit her aunt in England and we've got a Regency ball in the mix at an old historical manor. You're like, oh yeah, it's going to be pretty. It's going to be cute and romantic. And she gets to England, which by the way, apparently this was filmed in Serbia, not oh, England. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Anywho, she gets there and she meets her guy, which when they first meet, I was like, my first thought was, That's not the guy, oh, please is it? don't let it. Yeah. Please don't <laughs> let that be him. Let him be some random dude. But no, it's him. Yeah, he was not. He was not. When I think and correct me if I'm wrong, Regency writer. Okay. <laughs> He's not what I think of when I think of, like, English gentlemen taking me to a ball. <laughs> I could see him, like, if he was all dressed up, I could see him in, like, an actual, like, British period piece. And 
maybe as a hero. I He just wasn't for me. You know, like, there were parts of him that I kind of liked and I could see where I was going. But I just, it starts with, like, if I find them attractive or not. And I didn't find him attractive. So I agree. That just kind of colored everything. I will say, though, because I looked this up because you know what annoys me. His British accent was real. And the aunt's British accent was real. They really are. They were born in England. So that was a plus, at least. It wasn't fake. I, speaking of accents, I, at the very beginning of the movie, was thinking that the lady who works for the ballet and her both had American accents that sounded like they weren't really American. Oh. And then the aunt actually referenced it. She says to the to the niece, she says, I can still hear your father's Irish, whatever they call it. And I was like, okay, so at least she grew up in the home with people with accents. The character did. But I really felt like both of those characters were actually pretending to be American. Maybe. That I didn't notice. The only thing I noticed about her friend or manager from the ballet in America or whatever she was was during one of their video calls and the sound seemed to be off like her friend was talking and I could barely hear her (laughs) and then you would hear her respond and it was like full toned I was like what is this yeah I I noticed the same thing I was like that's really strange I was gonna look it up really fast Deidre Mullen she is Irish film television and theater actress Huh. So the main character is Sarah Anna Wilson Jones. Was born in Surrey, England. So she's English. So, okay. Hmm. So you caught that. Good job. Thanks. <laughs> uh, moving on. This was just really <laughs> slow for me. <laughs> yeah, it was really slow. It was really boring. I was actually more interested in her aunt's love story with the bar owner. I know. So I will say, I think my favorite part of the movie was when they her and the guy went to get a Christmas tree and she sang Oh Christmas Tree but then she made up lyrics about these branches are so heavy you're going to bring you know like yeah yeah, I thought that was cute and funny when they started making up their own lyrics and singing but other than that I liked that he kept showing up to do things in suits (laughs) it's like you're cutting down a Christmas tree in a suit (laughs) it's very proper of him proper Englishman Okay, well, everything else I got is ratings, so. Me too. All right. I have nothing. (laughs) So setting, I give it a four because at least we were in another country and we were in a kind of cute small town. Yep. That's what I gave it. I thought it was cute and I liked the house. It was cute. Yeah. Style, I feel like maybe I should have given it a two, but I gave it a three because it was average. I gave it a two because I really didn't like most of the clothes mm. that they were wearing. And storyline, I gave it a two because <laughs> I I really expected this to be more... Like, I know he was a history professor and he gave out, like, historical facts. But I expected more Regency outfits, more... I I wanted it to be, it to be like, Christmas of Christmas Village romance, where that was, like, historical stuff in a small village and they but they had the costumes and it yeah. felt more regency yeah so this one failed even though it should have had more benefits so two i give it a two two because it was just boring yep 
And Christmas, going to give it a three. Me too. And a nonsense. Yep. That one went fast. <laughs> yep. This is okay. boring. <laughs> All right. So next is It Takes a Christmas Village. This is the one where she's a mayor and she's hired these people to fix the bridge into the main part of town and they don't show up. <laughs> the, he, the guy call, it goes off on Christmas break and doesn't finish the job. And Jeez. the people in town are losing so much money that they're going to have to close their shops. So she decides, I'm going to try to do something to fix this. And her solution is, is that there's an old mill and she wants to turn it into a Christmas market and try to get people to come. And then everybody who has a has a space downtown can have a booth at the Christmas market to sell mm -hmm. their items. So she goes to this guy, Darcy, and he tells her no. And it turns out that it's because he had submitted plans to refurbish the mill. But his dad had closed the mill and put all these people out of jobs and nobody and never didn't tell anybody it was happening. There was no plans or anything. It just happened abruptly and it really hurt the town. So her dad, who used to be the mayor before her, denied his refurbishment of the mill mm. on the point that he didn't trust him to be a good business person because of his dad. And so it turns into this whole thing. I really, really enjoyed this movie. I like Brooke Nevin. Um, I liked the guy. He he also lives with his grandmother, and the grandma's really, really cute. So I'm just going to go through my rankings real quick, because I don't want to spoil it specifically for Stephanie, even though I don't think she's going to watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't want to spoil it. So for set, I gave it a five, because the mill was really pretty, and there was like this waterfall outside next to it. And it was, like, so romantic and pretty. I love that. Um, mm. Style, I gave it a three. Storyline, I gave it a four. Christmas, I gave it a four. And I gave it a love. Wow. You guys should watch I it. Yes, we should have watched that one. <laughs> I also started Hot Chocolate Holiday. And it was, the acting was so bad, I couldn't get past, like, 20 minutes. I was like, no. <laughs> couldn't even make it past the first commercial break. Yeah, it was bad. And you so, were excited about that one. Because you're like, Hot Chocolate Holiday. That's kind of I liked fun. the name of it. It was fun, and she was just horrible. <laughs> she was horrible to him. She's like, you stole my recipe. For hot chocolate? And then she's sending people over to go get the hot chocolate from him because they have the exact same recipe. And I don't know what oh happened because I didn't finish it. But, okay, next. Jeez. All right. So last one, which really is just going to be ratings because I didn't – all I have written down is boring – is riding around the Christmas tree, which I was excited for. It's about a writer, and she hosts a writing retreat. And it's supposed to be romantic and snowy. And instead, it was boring. Yeah, it was not exciting. I think that the best part for me of the movie was actually the setting. <laughs> yeah, the house that they had it at was really pretty. Yeah, and the her mom's favorite writing spot with the view of like the valley below and stuff. It mm -hmm. it was really 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 nice. And I actually I did actually kind of enjoy the dad and that other lady doing the cookbook. Oh, the secondary romance. I will mm -hmm. say I liked that too. So, two two but, from this week where you liked the older people. <laughs> I know. Look at me. But it was just more interesting for some reason. Yeah. 
But yeah, I just can't. I'm like trying to rack my brain to even think of something that stood out about this movie. Like something they did or anything. And I'm blank. And I literally just finished it this morning. (laughs) It was the last one that I watched. And... I realized at the end that I never really understood how they how they got back together. So he was sent there to write this piece and he gets put into the writing thing. And then the girl, one of the other people has a crush on him, even though he's clearly not interested in her. And she mm-hmm. reads his journal. Which how'd she get her hands on that? It's it was it was a weird storyline. <laughs> I don't know. And then goes and tells the main character oh, he's just here to do a, um, a thing on your on your mom, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know how they re- reconciled that. All I know is he showed back up and she was supposed to be still mad at him. I don't know. And then all of a sudden they're kissing. <laughs> I wonder that too, because they didn't really talk very much. I know she read what he wrote and he said like her dad read what he, what he wrote or that he forgot a folder of what he wrote. And I thought he left that on purpose for them to read to, like, make them understand him better. It was just tied up very oddly, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's get to ratings. Okay. Setting, I gave it a three, even though I liked the house. Oh, I gave it a five. I I thought that was the best part of the movie. (laughs) Style, I gave it a three. I did like their dresses at the end. Okay, I have to go back to setting real quick. I appreciated the fact that it was a lodge home that was not your traditional lodge home. It was white and black. And it it, you could clearly tell this was not one of the other we're not having the same conversation. I think they use this in one of these other homes. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I appreciated about the set. It was unique. Okay. Okay. I can agree with that. It was different. I did too like their dresses at the end. And I loved her dress at the beginning. The white one that she was wearing when she meets him. I thought that mm-hmm. was really pretty too. So I did like her clothes. I gave it a four because I liked her her clothes. Man, you've rated this high so far. Yeah. <laughs> you just wait. Storyline, I gave it a two. Me too. Because they should have, I feel like there should have been so much more from this. But it yep. was just so boring and long and it dragged on. Yep. So it's a nonsense. I gave it a nonsense too, but you didn't rate it for Christmas. You're just done with this. You're done with Christmas. You don't even want to because rate it anymore. They don't even feel like Christmas movies, honestly. So I'm not even thinking about Christmas because I really should have given all these like zero, apparently, because I'm not even thinking of Christmas when I rate these. Speaking zero of- for Christmas. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> That's my first zero ever. They're pre- the- oh, this is Lifetime. Never mind. I was going to say, they're prepping you for the winter movies. <laughs> yeah. I feel like winter movies. <laughs> I mean, Lifetime's going to have some winter movies. I've seen some previews, but it's about people getting locked in rooms and trying to escape. And Yeah, we're not, we're not talking about those. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, guys. That wraps up What'd Christmas. What you give it for Christmas? Oh, I gave it a three. I gave, I mean, it was fine. Whatever. I don't know. I can be convinced to a zero or a one or a two or a three. I don't I don't really have an opinion. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a side note before we end because I wanted to ask and then I forgot. So since this was the last movie with Jake Epstein, Candy King candidate, 
Which of the three movies that he did this year, how would you rank them? I guess. Is oh my gosh. Eight Gifts of Hanukkah was first, 100%. Okay. And then, did you watch? Yeah, you watched it. Christmas Village Romance or Candy King Candidate? This is hard because I did not like a Christmas Village Romance like you liked a Christmas Village Romance, which is not that surprising, really, because mm-hmm. it's definitely your kind of a thing. She's a, you know, historical romance writer. Like, that's totally yeah. right up your alley kind of a thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I guess Candy Cane Candidate might edge it out just barely, only because of the second half of the movie, though. But. Wow. I know. Yours is yours is not that way. <laughs> Which No, how, it is not. How, did, how would you rank them? Well, so it's hard for me to say which I liked better, Eight Guests of Hanukkah or A Christmas Village Romance. But I think. I think overall, I'm going to agree with Eight Gifts of Hanukkah first, which, surprise, surprise, is a Hallmark movie. And then I'm going to say a Christmas Village romance and then a candy cane candidate. Okay. I hope okay. Jake's in three movies next year, but all of them are better. No, not all of them are better. All of them are like <laughs> Not Eight all of them of can be that much better. <laughs> all of them are as good as Eight Gifts of Hanukkah. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what you want. Okay. Well, we'll see. I'm sure he'll be in more. Unless he, like, stocks up his schedule and does, like, three, and then he'll do, like, one for a year. I don't yeah. know. Maybe he's listening and he's... <laughs> well, you know, Candy Cane Candidate and Christmas Village Romance were purchased ones, I think. I don't think they were created. So I think the Christmas Village Romance was actually from 2020. Anyway, that wraps up our Christmas reviews of the premieres, because there's no more premieres. Sad face. <clears throat> We're going to have one Christmas review episode where we kind of... Yeah, I don't know if it's like a review. It's like a, a compilation of our our Just, top movies list. Yep. Yeah, that's what we're trying to get at. <laughs> All right, so stay tuned. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.